Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio with Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kautsky is inspiring men to live out their call to holiness every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Courtesy of John Harada, Farm Bureau Financial Services, Construction Professionals, and Global Tech Services and Global Aviation Resources. It's time to man up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online, iowacatholicradio.com, and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. I am Joe Stopulos, along with Father Zach Kautsky. Today we are joined by the CEO and founder of Fight the New Drug, Clay Olson. Clay left his career in film in 2010 to launch Fight the New Drug, a company whose mission is to, quote, make an impact on the world using science, fact, and personal accounts to help spread the message about the harmful effects of pornography, end quote. We are thrilled to have him join us and to dive deeper into their organization and the work they are doing today. Father Zach, would you please open us up in a word of prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you took our sins to the cross to free us from eternal death and to give us joy and hope in the resurrection. We ask you to hear and answer the special intentions that we carry in our hearts today, and these we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Father, one of the concentrations and actually kind of the, the impetus of uh, Fight the New Drug is the youth. They see this as, you know, young people getting drugs early on in their life, and they see this as a new gateway drug. They see it as a drug that hooks young people early, and then it, it ruins the rest of their life. And you minister, obviously being a high school chaplain, to a lot of young people. Do you see this problem today? Have you heard of this problem today in the people around you? Yeah, absolutely. And and certainly the the way that times have changed is, is just kind of amazing, has as really um, made the accessibility of pornography uh, so much so much greater. It's so much easier to get at uh, whatever you want or whatever you're not even looking for. Uh, it's it's out there. And, you know, it used to be, I think, when we were younger that, you know, you'd be like your dad's friend would have oh. magazines mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, or you'd, you know, have to look that way or, you know, you'd really have to, or you'd have to go to a, a store and buy something. And so it, it was a lot less common then. I think now, just even like 20 years later with the with the internet and the fact that everybody is carrying a computer in their pocket, essentially, especially young people. Everyone's got their phone. Uh, you have apps like Snapchat and others that allow people to send messages uh, discreetly or not so discreetly uh, to other people, and, and their parents maybe have no idea what's going on because they can be deleted. Yeah. You know, so I think just... To begin with, it's just so much easier now. It's so much more accessible uh, to to young people who uh, who maybe aren't even looking for it, but maybe are just uh, stumbling across well, I think it. The Snapchat thing is a <clears throat> that's a fruit of another problem, which is the internet browser itself, right? So young people are getting hooked on pornography through just the internet browser themselves. And I said this in the on the show before, but I think it bears repeating, which is a kid today is worse off just by having a computer access or an iPhone than a kid in 1970 whose dad got him a subscription to Playboy. 
And you could get a subscription to Playboy. You're still limited to what's in that the covers right. of that, that magazine. Whereas today, if you have an iPhone or anything unchecked access to the Internet, you have – There's a, literally no limit. There's no limit, and it, and it just can suck you in. And the addictive nature, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the next segment, is so much more powerful than it was 20 years ago. So this is a, young, this is a problem that many, many young people are facing. And then as they become adults, and that's what we're going to probably talk about as well – how it sticks with them, they can't they can't get out of it. So in the next segment, we're going to have Clay Olson with us uh, to talk about just that. So stick around, and we'll be right back. My help comes from you. You're right here you Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios, heard on 1150 AM, 11, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. I am Joe Stopulus, along with Father Zach Kautsky, and today we are joined by Clay Olson. Clay is a filmmaker, producer, marketer, public speaker, author, and social entrepreneur. Early on in his career, he co-founded two film companies, and in 2010, he left those companies and co-founded... Fight the New Drug, a youth movement dedicated to raising awareness on the harmful effects of pornography and other forms of sexual exploitation using science and personal accounts. They've been featured on many news outlets, including Time Magazine, CNN, The New York Times, and many more. He's personally spoken to hundreds of thousands of people all over the country about the dangers of pornography. Clay, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, hey, I, first and foremost, I got to thank you for your uh, for your work, you and your organization. You know, I've spoken to a handful of youth groups uh, and to other groups about pornography and its harmful effects, and one of the first places I start is your website. So uh, keep oh, I it up. That. No, seriously, I, oh, I just you. you and not just me. A lot of people uh, around this area, a lot of people I know, uh, even though we don't, we just talk and it comes up in conversation about it about what great work you guys are doing. So. Let's let's start back in 2010. You are you drop everything you're doing uh, to focus on starting a nonprofit business focused on the harmful effects of pornography. What in the heck were you thinking, and what inspired you to do that? <laughs> yeah, that, you know that's a question my wife uh, asked me in the, in the process of making that decision. Um, you know, I, I did, had no intention of of uh, moving into this space and doing what we're now doing. Uh, I, I had started a creative agency. I was a filmmaker entrepreneur um i was uh you know loving that path and of of creation and, and development and and uh just uh saw the incredible uh struggle that was occurring with my generation uh and knew that it wasn't going to get any better for the next generations and uh you know kind of thought why why is this not a topic of, of discussion why is there not as much occurring on a social movement level, on a public health uh, level, to to help people avoid this. Because, you know, a lot of the narrative that I was uh, exposed to uh, at the time was that it was fine and normal and no big deal. And uh, due to uh, a personal experience in, in my own family with a cousin that I had that, that dealt with this to a severe level that landed him... Um, in prison for uh, a little while, and, and when he told me that it was due to his struggle with pornography, that just kind of rocked my world a little bit. And so it kind of just sparked something within me and, and really made me want to, uh, you know, speak to the young people and, and help them make educated decisions on the subject and, and, 
and fighting drug was born. You said our generation, this is just going to put you on the spot here. How old are you? I'm 34. Okay, so you're right with Father Zach and myself. Yeah, no, to- totally get it. Um, what challenges do you guys have early on launching this thing? As much as people love having people come talk to them about pornography, uh, what were the challenges <laughs> getting this thing up and running? Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, starting any organization, nonprofit, for profit, there are just enormous hurdles to, to you know, cross and eno- enormous uh, challenges to face uh, in general. And then, you know, add the fact that we're trying to talk to people about a subject that nobody wants to talk about. It, it wasn't the easiest thing to kind of, um, you know, get uh, early adoption, particularly around funding. You know, we we came out and we were talking to, to individuals that were definitely concerned about the topic, but we tried to convince them. We're saying we want to do something really radical, di- radically different than once what's been done. We want to take a, a brand new approach. We want to, you know, take uh, speak to this audience and and kind of laid out the vision. And a lot, it was so foreign. Uh, to, to so many that it was really difficult, and the, and the fact that we didn't have a strong track record uh, as you know starting nonprofits or anything, so it was really difficult. Uh, in fact, there was uh, a season where we were uh, still trying to get the uh, get off the ground, and we were going door to door and asking for uh, donations, which apparently is illegal. Uh, <laughs> Permit for that, so, so don't do that. But we, you know, we were just desperate. We were looking at any path that might give us the lift to be able to start this because we knew and i've said this before i didn't start a movement i uh, i organized a movement that was already there uh you know there, there was a hunger from my generation younger to understand the world that they now live a world that was very different from their parents and and uh and and, and it existed but you know there wasn't a face to it there wasn't a brand to it there wasn't a kind of a a, a gathering uh, a hopeful gathering around that and uh and so uh you know it eventually caught on but those early early uh, couple years were definitely uh, not quite as fruitful as they are now so your your organization is called fight the new drug can you tell us a little bit about that title yeah well first of all we, we really wanted a name that did not include the word pornography we knew that people would be searching this we knew that this would come up in uh you know on the internet and we didn't want to uh, for people to kind of stumble in, you know, onto the very thing that we're trying to educate against. And right. So, um, so we didn't want the word pornography, and we also wanted to take it into kind of a more of a secular uh, dialogue. You know, um, so much of what we had heard as kids, and and what the conversation was at, uh, at the time, and still is, and it's a good conversation to have, but it was kind of exclusively around kind of the morality of it and the right and wrong. But but uh, there was a, a, a lot of research uh, indicating that there was harms, scientific harms on the brain, on, on relationships and society. And we wanted to shed a light on those realities, regardless of your belief system, regardless of your background, regardless of uh, where you live. And um, and and that so fighting the new drug kind of threw it into a category of like, okay, let's talk about this on the, on within a context that we understand. We talk about drugs we talk about how that impacts uh, you know lives uh, you know, neurologically and relationally and and so we, we that's kind of a thread that we understand from previous experiences and educational programs in schools and so we wanted to kind of tap into that and say this is no different in many ways it, it's very similar and and that kind of uh, opened up a lot of doors well let's talk tangibly uh what are you guys doing right now to spread the message what's it look like 
Oh, oh, goodness, goodness. We have a, a lot of different um, kind of channels of, of message distribution. Everything from live presentations in uh, in schools. We really want to kind of get uh, kind of face to face with youth and help them understand there's a power and a magic between that kind of an experience. Uh, so we do a lot. We did 200, you know, nearly 300 presentations last year uh, alone, and we're expanding our presenter team to to be able to. Uh, do more because the demand is growing significantly. How has that so been? Live presentations. How has that been received overall? With the when you go into schools, I imagine you're going into public and private schools. Yeah, public and private. Yeah. How is that received by the the students and the staff? Uh, you know, uh, for the most part, extremely well. I mean, again, when people, um, anybody that kind of really disagrees with what we're doing on the onset, often has a miss conception about who we are and what we're doing. They, they think that we're trying to, to um, you know, legislate against the pornography industry, that we're trying to limit the supply and take away First Amendment. They think that we're, you know, all these things. And once they kind of realize and hear the presentation, they're very much on board. But the, the, the reception is phenomenal. Of course, there are a lot of people. The whole reason we exist is to help people that are less informed on the research, less informed on, on the realities of this issue, that they can kind of start to understand that just as it just the same process that occurred with tobacco in the uh, you know 70s and 80s um, is, is occurring here with pornography now and uh, so that that's our uh, it, the reception has been phenomenal especially from the youth the youth have just have really gravitated to this message and it's it's inspiring to see so but, you, uh, got, you you're trying to get into schools you got into 300 last year and you're hoping to expand that I mean, are you guys just cold calling schools saying, hey, we're this group trying to get in there? Or is it people like no, me and Father Zach you know, trying to get people? The beautiful thing is that we have never called a single school. We've never solicited or, you know, gone out and tried to drum up our own presentations. They're all coming in um, 100% through just word of mouth and, and through the website demand. So we're just trying to kind of facilitate the demand that's existing. Um, and uh, and work through those channels, but uh, you know presentations aren't the only thing that uh, you know the only way that we disseminate this message. We have a strong online platform uh, through social media. Focus a lot on kind of um, you know spreading this message in the ways that uh, youth are communicating today. And so we we put a lot of energy and emphasis on our our, our website, our blog our social media uh, platforms, and, uh, and and we're actually also in the process of currently working on a three-part documentary series that we just finished episode one. We'll be moving into episodes two and three, and then that will launch into school systems and uh, community groups and church groups throughout the country. Awesome. You're listening to Man Up, and today we're talking with Clay Olson with Fight the New Drug. And, Clay, I've, I've used this website to... Uh, teach students or to, to present to students about the danger of pornography. And I think one of the, one of the powerful aspects of the website is the testimonials you have on there. There was uh, one video in particular that I've used. It's a uh, former uh, porn actor who had won a lot of awards and, and uh, kind of his, his story really like hearing his journey really into darkness uh, there and, and how he exactly, you know, when he went out to L.A., he was not expecting to get into this industry, but kind of uh, tough times for him financially and, and for the uh, entertainment industry with the writer's strike. So he gets into the, the industry and then ends up completely miserable and alone and just gets into this cycle of drugs and uh, 
to be able to do the porn. And yeah. I just thought that that story was powerful, that testimony on the website. And then the other part that was really uh, kind of amazing was the some of the celebrity videos talking about pornography. I think of like Russell Brand, who I would not expect to be talking about <laughs> pornography, but he talks about it in his own vocabulary, but it's really <laughs> amazing uh, to hear him. Uh, and some other, I think there was an NFL player and some others. So I think oh, that yeah, many there's, you know, Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, Pamela Anderson, uh, so many celebrities are kind of speaking out on, on kind of uh, that industry uh, and how it connects into uh, trafficking and other uh, you know, social ills that we, we um, embrace as, as harms that we, we fight against. But uh there are the testimonials that come in. I think that one thing that we really pushed on from the get-go is we wanted to tell people's stories in a new way. If you if you think back to the way that people used to tell their story about their struggle with pornography, it was often kind of lit in a way that you couldn't tell who they were. Their voices were changed, and it kind of um, uh, perpetuated this this idea of shame around um, kind of getting help or, or opening up, and uh, and. And we wanted to kind of let people, you know, remove that shame. And, and so all of the stories that we tell are, are their own, you know, their own stories. And it, we don't just focus on the challenge. We also focus on the recovery and who they are as individuals. And, it's, and it is one of the most inspiring things to, to kind of witness, especially if, if you know somebody that's been going through that uh, or yourself has been going through that. It's a, it's a powerful way to kind of connect with others that are going through your same struggle. Well, there have been, we kind of just touched on this a little bit, Father Zach did, but there have been many major victories uh, in the anti-porn industry, namely multiple notable celebrities speaking out against it. Time Magazine's cover article uh, did an entire write-up on this, on the dangers of pornography and the children who grew up using it. Out of curiosity, is there a specific victory that you're most excited about? Oh, there's so many um, that are kind of that have happened. Everything from the hotel industry, uh, many oh, yeah. of the yep. major hotel chains are, you know, shifting their policies to not include pornography in the in, in, uh, for their channel offerings. Um, and, and you know, states are coming out in the legislation uh, periods and, and declaring pornography to be a public health hazard. Utah passed that last year. Uh, this year, North Dakota just passed that. Um, uh, Virginia is uh, about to pass that in, in the current legislation. So, so many, uh, you know, it, again, it's kind of this, this uh, truth always prevails, and, and truth has caught up, sorry, science has finally caught up with truth on this subject, and, uh, and now it's up to society to catch up with that truth, to the, with that science. So, Clay, um, you, you spoke about, uh, just to go back for a minute, you spoke about that you go into schools and you, you do these presentations, and... Uh, I know your website kind of talks about three areas of harm that that pornography present. Uh, one mm-hmm. being, you know, to society. Uh, a second, kind of to relationships, and a third to uh, to the brain itself. Can you maybe talk a little bit about? Give us kind of a truncated uh, version of those of those harms. Yeah, I mean, uh, it boils down to the fact that. Um, pornography uh, leaves a wake of harm uh, behind it, everything from the individual uh, to the relationships that individual has to society, you know, the overarching society. Uh, you know, many people think that, well, 
you know, there are no harms. Like, I'm fine with it. I, there's no effects to me. Uh, you know, if, if somebody else has a problem with it, that, that's their deal. And, and, and the reality is that, that scientifically we've been able to prove, uh, you know, harms in each one of those categories. Uh, I've been able to travel the world speaking to some of the most prominent neuroscientists that have done research on this very thing that have studied addiction for decades and now have migrated into understanding kind of these process addictions, these behavioral addictions, uh, including pornography. And, uh, you know, I've, I've gone to Berlin and UK and all throughout the United States and met with these individuals, and we are understanding now that when it comes to the brain, addiction behaves very similarly, uh, even with pornography, as it does with other substances. And and uh, individuals can build up a tolerance to uh, that level of, re- of release of those neurochemicals, and that they can kind of uh, need, over time, they can need more of it, more often in a more hardcore version, just to kind of maintain a level of normality. And this obviously propels them to kind of seek more novelty, more aggressive, more um, oftentimes harmful content to kind of stay, uh, uh, maintain that normalcy, and, and that pushes them into categories that... Uh, that are very harmful, not only again to themselves, but uh, the relationships that they have. It changes and warps their idea of love and intimacy and connection and their, their, their expectations of, of uh, what sexuality is and, and how that should be. And, and so, you know, again, and as you kind of expand that into uh, the society, as more and more people kind of uh, have, a, have a, we have a generation growing up today with a completely different idea about what love and intimacy looks like than generations prior due to the conditioning that's occurring um, with uh, this massive body of, of consumers today. Well, where do we go from here? You guys have done great work. What's the next step? I think the culture's starting to understand it, but to parallel the smoking conversation, what do we have to do next? Well, again, we, we strongly believe here at uh, Fight the Drug that, uh, you know, that we have an enormous obligation as a society to spread the, the, the awareness and knowledge. Um, so much of the solutions, the, the, the major solutions, the, the, the federal and government and world solutions that need to occur, um, need to first start with the groundswell of knowledge from, the, from kind of uh, that, that needs to permeate uh, through all, all of us, kind of gathering together and recognizing the, the ills. Because at that point, many of the, the solutions will kind of start to fall into place as, as uh, legislation, as, as families start to kind of uh, pivot their, their, their realities in a more uh, helpful and positive direction. And we, we, I have a personal idea of kind of where I'd like to see things, uh, you know, if you, comparing it to the tobacco industry, looking at kind of what we see there. You know, the idea of getting rid of pornography is not a reality. That's not... Uh, it's not going to happen. Um, but t- tobacco, um, there were laws passed that allowed us to understand kind of what kind of, uh, you know, it mandated filters on each of the cigarettes. So it kind of mandated the kind of the health regulations of what kind of cigarettes were allowed to be produced. Or you could kind of pivot that into pornography and say um, limiting kind of what kinds of pornography are allowed to produce. There are co- certain kinds that are extremely harmful to individuals um, and, and, and totally not uh, 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 appropriate for any age or any group. And so uh, limiting kind of that in, in regard also, access to minors is a huge area. Right now, any, any minor pretty much with an Internet access has, 
the ability to access whatever they could fathom and beyond. Um, and uh, we need to start to see first homes and third-party filtrations kind of looking at uh, uh, you know, limiting some of that exposure. But, but I think over time we're going to, as a society, want to see a lot more kind of regulation around that. So there's a lot there's a lot of things that we need to kind of see as a society, but it begins with each of us kind of recognizing these harms and helping others do that so that we can make educated decisions. And as that groundswell grows, we will start to see more and more solutions uh, presented to us um, that will that will be appropriate. Uh, prohibition did not work for a reason. It was kind of put in place and it was overthrown by the demand of the people. If we go straight for some sort of uh, aggressive um, ban on pornography or some uh, something of that nature it won't hold it won't pass it won't it won't work uh the groundswell of knowledge for it must occur first for any sort of adoption to take place the website is fightthenewdrug.org and thank you very much clay we're out of time uh appreciate your your being on the show today and how can our listeners stay in touch with you well definitely follow us on fightthenewdrug.org if anybody you know is struggling sign up for a program on fortifyprogram.org it's free for use to get the help that they need, and ultimately just help us change the conversation. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much, Clay. Yeah. Well, up next, we're going to have your 99-second homily with Father Zach, so stick around, and we will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, Two Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis, along with Father Zach Kouchke, and well, that was a great conversation with Clay. That and, was great. And, was great. again, I've been a fan of their work for some time now, and I think what they're doing is just – it's exactly what's needed, right? We come at it so often from the the Catholic or Christian or moral perspective, and while that's very important because God is very clearly against pornography and it's terrible for us in our lives, they came at it from a different look, right? And so I think that's really important. And it's easy to share with people, right? It's easy. That's something you could share with a coworker. That's something you could share with a kid in a non-threatening way. They say, "Hey, go to this website and read about just how addicting this actually is." And in lieu of your 99-second homily, because we're up against a break, Father Zach and I are going to have a conversation about that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so, fight the new drug. This organization they put up billboards around uh, the uh, San Francisco, the Bay Area, about a year ago, and and on the the billboards that says "Porn Kills Love," fight for love, and I think that's really, really important. Just like, what are we fighting for? You know, not that we're just anti-porn or something, but that we are, we're, we're for, we're in favor of true love. And so, what this this group, it seems to me, they're not they're not shaming people, they're not putting people down. They're they're saying this is this is a health crisis, and we want you to be healthy, and we want you to be happy, and the statistics are showing and the, the science is showing that this is a, a destructive thing, so we want to help you. Well, and marriage is the foundation of you know, society. As marriage goes, oftentimes society goes, and porn kills marriages as well. And so helping youth to get away from it early on and help people who are in, in the in the middle of their lives as well, all those things will help people and help society. So, again, we, we ask you to... to continue to be on the good side of this fight and uh, give people resources like fight the new drug and uh, IO Catholic radio uh, also needs help and we're listener supported. So please consider a tax deductible donation today at iowacatholicradio.com. And thank you for joining us today uh, on man up on Iowa Catholic radio uh, for father Zach Kouchke. I am Joe Stopulis. It is time to man up.
Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kautsky. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals, Global Tech Services, and Global Aviation Resources. And by John Harada, Farm Bureau Financial Services.